What's going on, everybody? And you are lucky enough for our first week of podcasting, experiencing already Plainsight Podcast bonus content. Boys, let's give ourselves a hand. I, I think oh, we my deserve goodness. it, you know? Uh, my gosh. Social distancing. Yeah. A social distancing hand. I said hand, yeah. not high five. Each of us gives a hand to ourselves alone in our separate houses. And then with, a, and then with one lone tear running down our face. But <laughs> today's pod, we're here with the usuals. Um, guys, what's going on? Cam, what's up? I am just living life over here. You know, aren't we all at least trying? Uh, Zach, what it is? What I do, just, you know, thinking about Joe Exotic. Aren't we you know, all? And, <laughs> my goodness, let's it? just run right into this. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of this. We all watched this documentary. I haven't heard a lot about it. Um, it's called Tiger King. Tiger King. Um, Zach, I want you to do your best possible <laughs> review of what happens in Tiger oh, King. Review. I'm giving you oh, 30 on. seconds. Time Ready, out. set, go. Time out. No, okay. I w- How are you gonna- Zach, I want your best Joe Exotic impression. I thought okay, that, yeah, that first, that you first. were going to say. Oh, man. Every time I think of Tiger King, all I can think of is Ed Orgeron. And I just think, <laughs> Joe Tags. Joe Tags. Go Tags. Go Tags. Go Tags. Tiger King would be good, but if his voice was all the way up here instead. If it was all the way upstairs and he talked about Tigers and Carol Baskin and nothing else. <laughs> oh, Carol Baskin. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, can we so, just. Established that this show is surprisingly not really about tigers. You yeah, know, there's not a lot of tigers. It's about a lot of things. Actually. It's um, the least talked about subject in here is tigers. After like episode tigers. three, you just don't see the tigers anymore. Like you do, but you don't. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I was just. Uh. All right, Kuyat, take it away. Give us your. I'm stressed. What is Tiger King about? Yeah, Tiger King follows the life and times of a man named uh, <laughs> Joe Schreibvogel, a.k.a. Joe Exotic. Can Joe you do Exotic. all of this in your Joe Exotic voice? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Exotic is the owner and proprietor of the GW Zoo in Greater Winniewood, Oklahoma. Uh, the GW Zoo is home to literally hundreds of tigers, among other animals. Um, Joe Exotic is also in a constant feud with a woman named Carol Baskin, who owns Big Cat. Oh, Carol Baskin. (laughs) If you keep saying Carol Baskin, we're going to have to put an explicit label on this podcast. (laughs) Well, Carol Baskin owns and operates Big Cat Rescue uh, out in Tampa, Florida. Um, And that feels like a goofy documentary. Um, But in 2019, Joe Exotic was arrested for murder for hire. Um, and this is what mm. we discover in the first My episode gosh. of Tiger King, and it is also where we end in the last episode of Tiger King. Um, Joe still claims his own innocence and in that he was framed for trying to attempt to hire someone to kill Carol Baskin. Um, however, he is currently in prison for it, um, and we take every sort of wrong turn you could you could ask for on the way there. It is, and even the ones you really couldn't ask for. Yeah, even a lot of stuff. I definitely never didn't once, ask. For. I didn't ask for a lot of it. I just watched I episode knew five what again. was coming at some points because I'd been told, and when it happened, I still just like sat there, just dumbfounded. I, I mean, every episode had at least one moment where I just 
lost my ability to be a person and I just <laughs> stared slack-jawed at the TV. <laughs> Man. Uh, here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a huge docuseries guy. Um, huge docuseries guy. Huge mm. docuseries guy. Um, this one takes the cake, guys. This yeah. was just, so oh good, my man. gosh. Um, I don't know where to start. You know, here, here at Plain Sight, um, our whole goal is to take the everyday things we love, TV shows, movies, um, music, docuseries. and find ways that docuseries and find ways that we can take the redeemable and wholesome things out of that, that we can grow our faith. And I'm going to be really honest. I got nothing, boys. I got yeah. one little one, and that's the best oh, I can do, do for Oh, do you? Okay. And this actually comes to us courtesy of, of my mother. Um, oh, one, Mama Kuyat. One Jenny, Jenny. Kuyat, Bless her. Um, we were talking about possibly recording this episode today, and she said, yeah, I don't know how you're going to pull anything really redeeming out of any of those people, but what you can say is that God even loves them. He loves them all. Oh, <laughs> that's good. I said, you know, that's, oh that's good, wholesome content, and I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> guys, and if, if, if you guys just made a decision to accept Jesus Christ <laughs> into your heart, all of our I want you to say a quick prayer with me. <laughs> You can contact us at any time. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so here's the thing. We don't got a lot. That was actually really good. Shouts to, shouts to Mama Kuyat for that. Thanks, Mom. Love you. Um, but this is an entire podcast dedicated solely to the Silly Zone. Welcome oh, to man, the Silly I cannot Zone. Wait. Welcome to the Silly Zone. And in the Silly Zone, there lies... <laughs> It's dead. <laughs> Resurrecting from the grave. Oh, man, that's good. Pull that one. We're, we're using that. Um, there lies the greatest podcast game show and greatest podcast segment name of all time. Here with the rules of our Tiger King. Snake draft of redeemability. Laffery with Zachary, starring your host, Zachary Kuyat. Zach, what are the rules? We're doing a snake draft. Bring so, it. So snake draft, uh, for those who don't know, means we'll go basically one, two, three, three, two, one, one, two, three. Um, I'm thinking we do we do four rounds. That'll be 12 oh, people like off it. the board. Four rounds gets us into the weeds where we have to make real decisions about whether people are good or not. You know, I had some of my front office executives um, also suggest we should do a Mount Rushmore rather than a three rounder. So I like that. Four Good. Yeah, there we go. We'll do we'll do four rounds. That way, there's no crossover, but also we do have to get into the weeds about it a little bit. So the goal here is to draft the most morally redeemable team out of the out of the three of us. Um, you're looking for uh, people who uh, probably haven't murdered their husband. You're looking for maybe people who don't run sex cults. Uh, you're looking for people mm. who uh, definitely haven't been to prison, um, or at least hopefully haven't. Um, or at least <laughs> they've been to yeah, prison a, sure. a few times less than maybe the know. other people. Exactly. <laughs> so we got to set a couple ground rules um, because we don't want this to become like I want to pick the guy who was who Joe Exotic talked to at the rodeo that one episode. Um, it, which is somebody I did think strongly about putting on my draft board, but I decided against it. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to throw this back and forth to you guys. I think the person person that we pick 
either needs to show up in more than one episode or have a full uh, cutaway or piece to camera dedicated to sure. them. Sure. I like it. So if, if we have <laughs> objections to certain So if they picks, got interviewed, they count. Right. If they got interviewed, if they had a, 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 a stake in the show, um, I think that's a fair game. Um, especially if their name, their name shows up on the screen or is said by another character. Okay, I like it. And mm. if we got objections to certain ones, we can uh, get into those uh, in real time because that's half the fun of this is going to be the debate aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. But the first thing we got to do is we have to decide what order uh, we're going to go in. So um, as I always do when we're picking orders, I'm going to go to this um, giant hamster ball I have behind me. Um, it's full of Fantastic. slips of papers, just multiple copies of slips of papers with our name mm-hmm. on them. Um, I'm going to get into it and roll around for a second, and then whichever one lands in my hand, that's who goes first. So here I go. Oh. I'm getting into the hamster ball. And, and <laughs> I'm so lucky we're on Skype right now. <laughs> and roll, 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 roll. Chicka, 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 chicka. Oh, 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 oh. This is a really good move. One landed in my hand, and oh, would you look at that? I'm actually going first. This um, is rigged. Now, now I don't. I, I do want to make sure that that's uh, you know we're we're playing impartially. So I'm going to go ahead and use a different selection system for who goes second. Um, so I'm actually going to go over here to okay. uh, my dart board that I have on the opposite wall, um, and I'm going to just throw a dart over the shoulder. And is that the one right next to the shark mural you also have in your room? Yeah, exactly. It's right. It's just right off camera. You, I I don't know if you guys can see it, but it's right there. I see um, the shark. I would like to point out that one of the three things we've discussed is very actually in Zach's room, and I want you to guess which one it is. <laughs> but uh, I'm just gonna take a. I'm just gonna lob a dart over this board. It's got one picture of each of you on it. I'm not gonna look. I'm just gonna. Ooh, oh, it landed. No it landed on Cam. So Cam, you're gonna go Heck second. Yeah. Alex, you're gonna get the turnaround in between the Let's first go. and second and third and fourth round. So the, the snake draft. There's really no terrible place to draft. Especially with three people. Yeah, with three of us, you're, there's only four picks in between really one and six. So here's the thing. Um, I'm going to introduce you, okay? Okay, please do. Um, let's do it. And hello, everybody. My name is Alex Suns, the commissioner of the Tiger King Redeemability <laughs> League uh, 2020. We're very excited for our first online quarantine-driven draft. And with the first pick... Out of Kansas City, Missouri. Zachary Kuyat, what's your selection? Well, uh, my camp has been thinking long and hard about this decision. Um, okay. We have not taken pick number one lightly. Um, and I, what I came away from the show thinking was, wow, there was only one adult in that entire series. And that one adult was Amanda Green. The federal prosecutor brought in to try Joe Exotic's case in the final two episodes of the series. So with wow. the number one pick off the board, I'm going to take Amanda Green. That's and we had a little we had a little pre-draft jabber about this, we um, and we thought we might have had the same person. I am delighted to inform you we didn't. Ooh, okay. So, I'm curious to see who you um, got then. I'm still coming up before you, Alex. <laughs> uh, throw it, I'm throwing it to you, Cam. Um, I would Don't like to break point my heart. Out, before I take my my selection i'd like to point out that i'm currently on imdb yes you are <laughs> um and would y'all like to know who is listed first on imdb it is not the tiger king himself. oh no are you gonna do the thing i want to really do? oh it's gotta be that mm, carol baskin it is carol baskin oh that 
Mm. Carol Baskin. Um, but with my first pick, I would like to take um, somebody who I think their motivation was always in the right place. I think they were surrounded by negativity, and, and at times it seemed like they were engulfed in it, but really it was just because they cared about the cats. Mm. And that is the one and only Eric Cowie. Yeah, Cowie's a good pick, wow. man. Cowie was that my favorite That is a really good one. Uh, I'm, I'll miss him on my board. Here's the thing. Um, I'm going to go a little rogue. Uh, I was talking with a uh, with one of our, uh, one of our talent scouts. scouts. Yeah, yeah, one of our talent <laughs> scouts this sure. morning, just about, about the pod. We were getting ready. Um, and he said, look, if, if you got an amputee on the board in the first round, you got to take him. <laughs> well, okay, so you, you have a couple options here. <laughs> yeah, you've got two I know, amputees on the board. And you've got two picks right here. So <laughs> I, I don't trust you guys not to take them the guys I want, so I'm going to have to go with my original plan. I thought you guys would have taken them first, so here's the thing. With my first pick, I'm going to take a man that was just trying to, as he said, was just trying to fund his retirement. Um, he was completely separate from all of this, got accused. All he was trying to do was help others succeed and help himself succeed. Um, and I'm going to take Rick Kirkham. Ooh. The man that run the reality TV show. Rick I, Kirkham, okay. You know, and it's clear once he leaves after he's accused of arson, basically, when um, <laughs> sure. all signs point to Mr. Exotic. Clearly um, burned down his own studio, but continue. <laughs> I, I do believe that Rick was a wholesome man. Um, he was just trying to take care of himself and his family, and it takes real guts to leave a situation and drive to Texas where you have nothing. <laughs> and so that's my first pick. With my second pick, I, did, I want to pick another guy. I will say guy. I did not think you were going to go Kirkham in the first round. That's a that's a, I did not a bold choice. I didn't. I had you know, Kirkham as like a third rounder on my board. I you oh know, wow! So I you tell him, me I reached. Yeah, I th- maybe I, listen. I got a lot of picks in front of Kirkham. That's what I'll say. <clears throat> uh, you know, I, I get it. Um, but I'm just I'm sticking to. I'm sticking to my guns. I like it. Okay? I like I'm it. Hold your position, you know. Stay strong. I get um, it. My second pick, and starting off the second of four rounds, um, and I'd love to hear you guys' input. Uh, another person that was just kind of dragged into this was given the thought of, wow, maybe this can jumpstart my career. Mm. Um, and I'm going to take Joshua Dial. That's a really manager. good pick. Yep, I have him high on my board. That's a great pick. And and here's the thing. Um, he mentions he, he was just a manager at Walmart. Um, there was obviously a relationship because he sold a lot of ammo and guns to and explosives. Mr. Exotic. Yeah. Sure, sure. They had a great relationship, but he, he expresses that his dream was always to be a campaign manager. Um, and let me tell you, when Joe Exotic decided he was going to run for president, um, that's a really good first gig. Um, no matter how real it is, it was an <laughs> it was an opportunity he couldn't pass up. He obviously was very honest about the whirlwind he was put through, and that he believes it was probably a mistake. But he stuck there the entire time. He did everything he can to make every situation right, um, and you got to commend that. So, with my second round pick, I'm going to take a guy that you know has some real, uh, real, real, real potential to really grow into something, and I'm going to take Joshua Dow. That's a good pick. That's a good pick to start the second round. Guys, I'm gonna get weird, Ooh, and I need oh, you to. Please. I need you to follow me. 
I'm afraid me, you're going to do what I wanted to do. I I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be afraid of that. <laughs> um, let me let me ask y'all a question. What would you say? Okay. Do you know what the pearl of great price is? Mm, no. <laughs> what you got for us? If if any of my Delta Sigma Phi brothers out there are listening, the pearl of great price is is loyalty. Ooh. Mm. It is the one trait that is more significant than them all. Wow. At times, I believe our loyalty might be misplaced, but loyalty in and of itself is still significant. Of course, is somebody that was loyal. Mm. They stuck by this person's side the entire way, whether they should have or not, but that loyalty, if placed in the right thing, would be so oh. significant, which is why I am taking Dylan Passage. Wow. You're going to oh. go Dylan Passage to open Here's the in thing. round two? Here's the thing. I talked to the same scout, and I said, look, I think Dylan Passage is a great pick, and he said, you cannot pick Dylan Passage. You just thought it was too risky. Um, we don't have really enough going film for on upside Dylan here. Passage. I uh, think if we're going redeemable qualities, listen, none of these people did the right thing in the show. I would argue that my gotcha. first pick did do the right thing. Fair. <laughs> that person's no longer on the board. That's true. She is not big facts, she's on big the facts. team. The rest of the options did not do the right thing. This person displayed a quality a redeemable quality that, if put in the right thing, would be extremely beneficial. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Um, I'm kind of bummed now because I really thought that... I, I was really sold on that exact thing you said. I thought that'd be a good pick. I would shoot away from it. Um, I think I should have just stuck to my guns. I think I know what I'm talking about. Uh, there's a reason that I'm making the picks and he isn't. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. This could be one of two things. Um, you're talking 90s, early 2000s, kids coming straight out of high school into the NBA. You could have just drafted Kobe or you could have just drafted Kwame Brown. <laughs> sure. Um, and what is Kwame Brown? Absolutely a, a, a disaster. A bona fide scrub. Yes. <laughs> yes. In the words of Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A., I know you're listening. He listens um, all the time. Or at least whenever Stephen A.'s burner does. <laughs> Until we hoodwink him. <laughs> wow, that's good. And I, I'm back up. And here's the thing. You are not back up. You are not back up. I'm not back up. Oh, my gosh. Picks. I've got a while. You got, you got a while. Time, brother. You got time to wait. Wow. And now that, okay. it's, now that it's my turn, I want to do something. I want to do something a little unorthodox with my second pick. Oh, my gosh. Go for it. I want to do. I want to choose a person who was present in every episode of the show wow okay i'm making there are only two if no, you pick carol baskin you, i swear you to think God. there are two but you're forgetting about the third oh wow. for the final pick of the second round i'm gonna take eric good eric the documentarian good. of the actually, show who i was wow. just looking at that is well done i'm gonna take eric good the man who just wanted to tell a story and got in clearly way over his head that's how i'm gonna close wow. round two mm. that's that's good um zach what do you got for round three we're we're starting to get into some real late round um shenanigans honestly it's a crapshoot at this point 
who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, round round three gets a little is where it gets a little more interesting. But you've you've left someone on the board that I did not expect to be here. Man, there's a lot of people that I don't think should be here right now. I, well, you the thing is, you took Kirkham in the first round, and Cam took Dylan Passage. So there's still people on this board that I was not expecting to see. <laughs> Here's the thing, you know, we just went with our guts. We think we know talent, and uh, I have no apologies. That's right. That's, hey, I, I appreciate that about you. Um, I'm gonna blow to somebody that I thought was first round talent. I thought we had all. Yeah. I thought we were all gonna agree was first round talent, and you know. Uh, I think I know who you're talking. Alex, you said in the first round I know, that if there's I know. an amputee yeah. on the board, <clears throat> you got to take him. I know. And we're in round three, and there yeah. is still an amputee on the board, and that's why there's two of them. joining my team is Saf. Saf's on wow. my team, man. Saf is good. Wow. That is this is like Paul Pierce in the 98 draft. He's just a to their free work. fall. Yep, just floated right down to me at the third round. Saf wow. turned Team Kuyat. Wow. Um, I don't think there's much you can say there. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong. I think that's a great pick. Uh, they never showed any sign of corruption. Um, they were faithful. They're just there to do their job. Talked every uh, episode about how they just wanted to take care of the cats, man. Just wanted to take care of the cats. My gosh. Cam, I think we're going to have a hard time, but uh, go ahead. You know, I, I think, Zach, I'm, I'm liking where you're going. And, <laughs> and I'm going to follow you down that trail. And Are I'm, you kidding me? I'm going to take John Rinke. My gosh, uh, I thought I could have got an amputee him. in the third round. Um, I, I, think, I think he's too valuable. He's too important to the series. And he's too <laughs> important to the zoo for us not to look at him and his perseverance. That's right. His dedication. Wow. And he was not necessarily loyal to a person. He was loyal to a cause. And that's Ooh. what I want. My gosh. Alex, I hope you understand that missing out on the two amputees is entirely on you. Because you said, yeah. if there's an amputee on the board, take them. When you had two picks and you left I was, two amputees on the board. I'm still I was not directed. quite sure why you even said that. Yeah, If you wanted was, them, you shouldn't have said it out loud. I thought it was a good pick. We're trying to be entertaining. Um, <laughs> All right, what you got okay. for us, Alex? Final two uh, picks. This is, one, this is one that I don't think you're going to take, but I think they're a major sleeper. Okay. Um, and so I got to take them. I, I don't care. I have to get them on my squad. Um, and I think this might be the best pick of them all, Okay. if we're being really honest. It's bold. I'm going to take none other than Barbara Fisher. Ooh, Barbara That's a really Fisher. good pick. Good pick. Here's the thing. It takes a lot to be in a bad situation and know that it's time to leave. Mm. Um, it takes a lot to be in a cult, none other, um, and be able to get out and tell your story. Um, it takes guts to stand in front of a camera and tell your story. Um, and she has an adorable dog. Um, I don't know what else there is to say. <laughs> you really bring up a good point there. That is good. Um, That's good. Shameless plug, I, I did just write a blog post last week about Otis Redding's song, Dreams to Remember, and, and the balancing act of learning forgiveness and when it's time to protect ourselves and get out of a bad relationship, a bad situation, and she did just that. Mm. Um, and that's why I, I really think this might, be, this might be one of those ones where they fall. This might be a Donovan Mitchell uh, to 14 where they could have easily been a top 
free pick. Did you did you have um, to go there? I did. I did. Did you, and, <laughs> did you really have to? And let me just mention in that same draft, the Boston Celtics selected Jason Tatum. Um, we get it. You like the Celtics, Alex. I love the Celtics. <laughs> I love the Celtics. Um, wow. I, I think that was good. That's a good close to round three. Fourth and final and, round. Alex, how are you going to open us up? Wow. Wow. Um, there's a lot of things I can do here. It's at the point where I just need to take someone I love. And I think I might be going a little off the board here. There were a couple options. One of them was the um, the same Barbara Fisher path, being able to get out of a bad situation. Uh, but I don't want to do that again. I don't want to double up. Mm. Even though I think they're a strong character, and I think, honestly, their presence was big, and really there's not a lot about them that I hated. And that's all you can ask for in the fourth round. <laughs> yeah. For this um, story, that's absolutely correct. So I'm, I'm debating right now between John Finley and who I'm going to take. Um, so you're I not going to take John Finley. Finley. Yeah. But I'm going to take someone who had two quick cuts in an interview, but they did have an interview with their name specifically. Okay. Okay. So they fit. I can see where this and I'm is gonna going. And like I'm going to take someone purely because they had the best laugh in the entire docuseries. <laughs> and I had there, – there weren't a lot of places here that made me smile, um, unironically. Sure. <laughs> That's a good distinction to make. And Carol's ex-husband, who was slaughtered and lathered in sardine oil, most likely. Uh-huh. <laughs> He had a mechanic, yep. and that mechanic is who I'm taking in my last round. Mm. And that's my last pick. I'm going to round it out. Um, I think I did a good job. Name? I don't know. I just know him as the mechanic, as cool. Don's mechanic. Don's mechanic. <laughs> um, Dale that's a, that's a good close. Livy. Livy. Lively. Dale Lively. That's Dale a fantastic Lively. name, too. Tell me that's not a superstar name. That's good. That is good. Cool. I like where your head's at. All right, Cam, what you got to close out your team? So I'm I'm torn here between two fairly fairly bold predictions, and I, I want to establish early on why I'm not taking James Garrettson. Okay. <laughs> It wasn't even snitch. on my board. <laughs> um, you know what snitches get? Stitches. Not you know what? We'll just leave it game. at that. I'm Usually not, in a lot of trouble. I'm Usually not going to go a lot of trouble. Grant. I'm going to leave what it. snitches get. I think we all, we all get it. I'll talk about that with my closing point, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm torn between a couple that I think are both fairly bold. Wow. Wow. Um, um Now's the time for bold predictions, bold choices. So, so let me let me talk you through my two. And Zach, I might I might be talking you into one, but if I say, know you, you already have one. I do have someone in mind that is objectively off the board that I'm curious about. So the first one I want to look at is is Lauren Lowe. Mm. A good choice mm. for the reason that we can all agree, Jeff Lowe sucks. Bad guy. He's the worst. Bad guy. He's, He's a bad guy and Bazoo. a bad guy. Jeff Lowe's Jeff Lowe's <laughs> Lauren is absolutely the most normal person in the show. It, it seems like it. It seems like it. She looks like a normal soccer mom. And, and maybe part of that is we just didn't see enough of her for us to be convinced that she's crazy. You know, but that. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> the other person I'm leaning towards is is someone who externally I don't like. Okay, mm, I like this. Interesting. Okay. But I think going back to the idea of of loyalty and their wow. in- intelligence, Howard Baskin. Oh my gosh, this was one Howard guy that Baskin almost made a great my pick. This is honestly a good book pick. I I really thought I can't stand Carol Baskin that but Howard Baskin. He represents is that a good pick. I thought really hard about this. Unconditional time, love. He can love the most unlovable person. Every and time does that Baskin not, showed up on that screen, I was worried for him. Because everyone else in the show is so extreme and can't possibly be a real person. And Howard Baskin is the most boring human on the planet. Who, yep. my gosh. He is, if Khaki were a person, it would be Howard Baskin. How Howard Baskin is beige. He, he is beige. He's the human embodiment of beige. And I think that's why I'm going with Howard Baskin. Good for pick. my final good pick. pick. That is a good pick. Good. The pick. manifestation of unconditional love. And let's not pretend like every day he didn't wake up thinking to himself, is today the day I get fed to the tigers? This could be it. <laughs> and he Don't think he didn't out. see the sardine oil on the counter and just had a little, ooh. <laughs> Honey, could you pass me the sardine oil? The, 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 the what? The, the what? <laughs> like what was that, Carol? Like sardine oil a condiment? <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkle it over I your I didn't eyes. even know sardine oil was a thing. Mm. <laughs> it only is if you're feeding people to large cats. Yes, mm-hmm. Zach, you've got the final pick, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk rosters. Okay, so final pick. There's some real responsibility here. I could, I could go. You know, somebody who seemed like an innocent soul, tainted by, let's admit it, a sexual predator, gone tainted before, indeed, gone before his time. Travis Maldonado. Yeah, who was I, a meth addict. Yes. But you know what? It does not make them a bad person. That's right. It doesn't make them a bad person. <laughs> I could go outside. I could say somebody like Sylvia Corco, the reporter. That's a good one. Who worked I thought about that one. That's the, very similar to your Amanda Green one. And this is why I'm not currently, that's why I'm not taking her. I could go episode one, go early and take J.P. Wilson, the boy mm. who at 12 years old taught Joe Exotic to do magic. Oh my gosh, what a pick. Oh. So, I would like to point out that he is the second to last person listed on he this. He is. Only in front of Vernon Yates. And I don't know who that is. I don't either. I but he doesn't take, play himself, according to IMDb. The sheriff of, uh, of the town, you know? Yeah. He's, he's a sheriff, he's a man of the law. We could take the detective who uh, looked into Carol's husband's disappearance mm-hmm. I want to take a swing and I recognize that this this may get uh, this may get some pushback really sure. and, and, in in regards to whether or not it's a legal pick for this game that's why I <laughs> saved it for the fourth round sure because I want my fourth round pick you guys ready for this yeah my fourth round pick attempt number one is John Oliver. Actual host of Last Week Tonight on HBO, John Oliver. 
who did a okay. spot on okay. Joe Exotic in 2016, and in episode five of The Tiger King, <laughs> they play the spot that he did on Joe Exotic. How do we feel about John Oliver? I don't. I like it for the creativity. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you that one just because it was. It was good. Cool. That was good. It was a good reach because he was number two on my draft board. But I figured I could wait till really because because wow. he's, he's just John Oliver. He's not no, connected to any of this. Can now, before we before we talk rosters, let's talk a little bit about the people left on the board. Thank you. And why we left him on the board. Let's let's uh, a man that we all mentioned individually. Let's talk about John Finley. Yeah. Why did he stay on the board? Now, I'll, you I'll know, be up front. If you all had denied me John Oliver, I was going to take Finley. He was my next pick. I think it's because he covered up the tattoo. Mm. You wanted, but you not wanted all the way. Of Joe Exotic. He just covered yeah. up the middle part. And if you really look, <laughs> you still can tell what that says. You were really looking? <laughs> I was not really looking. They zoomed in. I was not just kidding. Attention. There was too much focus um, on a ma- on a meth addict's crotchal area, and I didn't want to be a part of that. Crotchal? I don't know what I was said it anyway. It is in the when we post zone. this podcast. I'm gonna say we used the word crotchal in this one. So just listen at your own risk. <laughs> yeah, the name of this episode is no longer Tiger King. It's just crotchal, crotchal area. <laughs> we can um, never put up a podcast called Crotchal Area. <laughs> That's not our market. <laughs> That's the new name of the silly zone. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, our moms are going to be mad at us for yeah, this. Uh, so, Cam, you my mom's been John? Uh, I, think, I think John was just always kind of on the outside of everything. Mm. I never really saw him making the right decision. For the purpose of making the right decision, he was he was not yeah. making the wrong decision. Just was, well, John's not a playmaker. of a bystander. Yeah, yeah he John's a role player. Happen, and and he didn't necessarily do it himself, but like he let it happen. Yeah, he didn't win the game for you, but he doesn't lose the game for you either. Yeah. Sometimes you need one of those. Good pick. Yeah, but when you only get four. Yeah, that's true. Listen, he's uh, sort of the me, Kirk Cousins of this draft. He he's just sort of there. Yeah, I. There's one person on my draft board. I, I labeled my my draft board yes, sleepers, maybe, no, and the last one is Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> and John is the only person on the yes category that didn't get drafted. Um, yeah. I think I think Cam, you kind of hit it on the head. There's not really anything in particular that would get him drafted. He's one of those guys that, um, you know, he's he doesn't have a high upside. Um, but he also has a pretty high floor. You know, he's not going to go crazy, even though he is kind of crazy. But, you know, um, he's probably not killing anybody. He's going to get out of the situation the second it gets too crazy, um, yeah. which was probably very early in the situation. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, it's just in the same way you can't draft four point guards. I just couldn't feel like I would go for two people where loyalty and getting out of the situation at the right time was the same motivation. So I had to pick Barbara Fisher. I thought she was just a better prospect. Um, and you can't have everybody playing the same role. So no, that's agree. why John Finley was off my team. Well, let me, let me bring up a, another name. Yeah, um, please somebody do. Who is, is conflicting because you don't necessarily see as much as what, of, of what they do wrong, 
you don't necessarily dislike them, but you feel like you maybe should. Yeah. That is Tim Stark. Mm, okay. Tim Stark. Yeah. He was a, he was he... a real character. Okay. Tim Stark. I'm, I'm on a Harry Potter kick. Is episodes <laughs> okay. one through seven Severus Snape. You just don't know. Something's fishy. <laughs> You just don't. You just you're not don't con- get him. You're not convinced he's good. You're not convinced he's bad, but he's on the brink of being both. Yeah, he's right on the edge of both. Tim Stark was a was a confounding character for me in that I never once liked him when he was in an interview, and it was mostly because of the things that he said and did. But uh, like the whole monkey on the back versus monkey on the front, like what what is that? Tim I Stark? don't. Okay, the thing that took him off of my board, and I'll say it right now, was when he talked about um, Doc Antle and, quote, wanting to know how he had those women trained. That took him off my board. And I was ready... <laughs> we I was on ready the same to, page there. <laughs> see, I was ready to, to bring that up if one of you all picked him. But the thi- the kicker in it's real time... It's like the Laramie Tunzel gas mask. Exactly. The mm. kicker in real time for me while I was watching the show, I had kind of forgotten about that. But in okay. his whole run in episode six, he had a monkey inside his shirt, and I could not stand it. Okay, but are you saying that if you had the ability to have a monkey just inside your shirt, you would turn that opportunity down? I would not put it inside of my clothing, no. But, okay, shirt is a little different here. This scenario, like... <laughs> As in everyone's shirt barely hung on to them because it was so drenched in sweat and grime. Yeah, so what was... <laughs> let me ask this. Unrelated, but this popped into my head. What was looser in this show? Moral direction or Joe Exotic's Joe eyebrow ring? <laughs> <laughs> Hanging on for dear life to not even his eyebrow, but like the side of his eyelid. Yeah. <laughs> I think the saddest moment in all of it is when you cut to Joe Exotic on the phone in prison <laughs> and his hair's not bleached. It's not bleached anymore. Oh, I know. And it, it broke my heart that he didn't have the opportunity to bleach his hair. The famous mullet is still there, but it's just a little different. It, it doesn't have the same pizzazz. Um, it doesn't pop off the... Uh, the tape like you would want it to. Yeah. Um, speaking of saddest moments in uh, in the Tiger King series, I do want to take yeah. a second and address somebody that uh, I did briefly mention earlier, um, and that that of course is Travis Maldonado, um, a a story yeah. of someone who really ended up in a tough situation um, and and pushed and fought for a while, but eventually could not move forward anymore. While I don't think he's he was going to land on any of our teams, um, oh no, couldn't do it. Still Too risky. seemed like a, 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 a an example of innocence in a show that didn't have much of it. Sure, that's a fantastic point. That's a good point, and um, it's one of those things where there are a lot of things in the show that make you go, "Ugh," um, but that one actually kind of broke your heart. Yep. Yeah, in a lot of ways that not many things did. <clears throat> can I um, can I give a a, a stretch about? About Travis? Oh boy, Dude, we're in the wait. silly zone. Bring it on. <laughs> this is um, all actually, silly I zone. say that. I don't know how much of a stretch this is. Um, I can present y'all a very real case about how Travis was legitimately sex trafficked. 
Oh yeah, that's by that Joe is Exotic. Legally, what that is. Legally speaking, the exchange of meth for sexual favors is sexual exploitation. Mm-hmm. So what we saw there was a documented example of the impact and effect of sex trafficking in America. I'm really glad that we did get to give you a second to talk about a thing that you are passionate about because we, we don't get to talk about like the stuff that's actually important to us on the show very often. I am right. sorry that it comes in the Tiger King Silly Zone episode. <laughs> you know, but I just had to bring that up. That that a little is... not-so-silly part of the Silly Zone. Okay, you know, it, it had to be done. I'm going to use that to transition us. We, we failed to bring up the three or four biggest names on the show. Oh, God. Because they all they're, suck. They're all what terrible. What is up with the fact that this show has no protagonist? Everybody be picked. Still right. kind of sucks. So let's talk. We've got Joe Exotic, the, the yeah. Tiger King himself, the eponymous Tiger King of Oklahoma. We've got Doc Antle, who we really who didn't even mention. Who is a slight step above Carol Baskin, in my, in my opinion. Yep. We've got Jeff Lowe. He stole the Ugh. zoo. Yeah. He stole the he zoo. Stole Jeff Lowe stole the zoo. That is my favorite cliffhanger. Every episode is a great cliffhanger. But episode four, where it's just one of the zoo employees going, Jeff Lowe stole the zoo. And then it cuts to those credits. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so good. But Jeff Lowe did steal the zoo. Also, he stole the zoo. Also, to put tiger cubs in a party bus in Vegas, what a jerk. Can Are you it? telling me what that you would not, not partake in that? No, because here's the thing. Um, we haven't gotten to dig into this much on, on the pod here. I am a, an animal boy, okay? You are. You I, always have been. I, I have been for a long time. In, in middle school and high school, I did week-long camps at the Kansas City Zoo. I have been passionate about conservation for since childhood. Um, you have a shark mural in your bedroom? I have a shark bedroom? mural on my wall. My first ever Halloween costume was the crocodile hunter. Um, <laughs> Crikey! Crikey! She's a beauty, isn't she? <laughs> I miss that man every day. So I I care so much about animals, which is why I'm gonna use this to move us into the final one. Which is why I hate Carol Baskin so much. Mm. Oh my gosh, that I oh Carol Baskin. Stand that woman, Carol Baskin. Because here's the thing: Carol Baskin acts all high and mighty about how. Well, Doc Antle and Joe Exotic shouldn't get to have tigers because they're letting people come in and look at them and they're keeping them in a zoo. What does Carol have? What does Carol And I even asked this question because I still don't fully understand it. Carol also has a bad zoo. She's got a bad zoo. Now, I love the zoo so much. I love the zoo more than almost anyone I know. (laughs) I absolutely love the zoo. I go on my own every once in a while, just to the zoo, just to hang out with Do the you? Animals. Zach, I can we go to the zoo when quarantine is over? Oh, yes, please. I can get four people in. I'm an official Friends of the Zoo member. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Yeah. That is, I, that's the biggest mic drop we may have ever had on this podcast. I don't, I don't yeah, have we have officially exited the silly zone. Year. They do a new card for every season, but there, is, there will be a card with my name on it. That My says gosh. friends of the zoo that gets me four people in for free. Um, wow! So yes, we can go. I 
I have given You're a friend of the zoo. I have given the Sea Lion show. I was I helped in part design the uh, stingray habitat that is there now. I was there when two baby polar bears were born and saw them before they went on exhibit. I have, did you deliver them? I, Zach, no, I did not, and it's probably good that I didn't because I don't think I was qualified for that. That would have been icky. <laughs> We've known each other <laughs> yeah, for so long, and we practically lived together <laughs> we have. for a very long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did I know none of this? Also, I don't know, man. Can I ask, when you are a friend of the zoo, is there any specification that, like, on behalf of, like, any specific animal, like... You're like a friend like of the I'm zoo, a friend of one specific specifically animal. based off of like this penguin. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that you know, penguin <laughs> is who is allowing you to be a friend of the zoo. This is a really good question. Um, I I haven't ever gotten official word on that. Um, I have always assumed that it's the sea lion Delilah, um, who's sure. one of my favorites. Um, Understood. When I when I <clears throat> hair flip when I did give the sea lion show. <laughs> Um, Sunshine and Delilah, two of the sea lions. That Were are... you the sea lion in yeah. this? When I you was, say you gave the show. I actually was the person. Um, I got to be one of the humans in the Fascinating. show. Fascinating. Super cool. Okay. Super cool. Uh, <laughs> Sunshine mm. and Delilah were brand new. Um, it was like their first month of shows. They had just been rescued from the coast of California. Um, and so that was, I feel like we kind of bonded in those moments. You um, were both new. I yeah, get it. Yeah, we were all new to the zoo. Exactly. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think if I was getting to pick one, it would be either Sunshine or Delilah. Um, but I have never actually received official word on who my animal sponsor is as a friend of the zoo. Sure. Um, I, I think, I, I think they don't want people to get jealous, you know? Like if I, yeah, if, I think that's it. If I get a sea lion and you get like one of the lorikeets or a sheep, you're going to be, you're going to be disappointed, you know? As yeah, long as none of us are sponsored point. by the peacocks. I think we'll do it. <laughs> and guys, with that, we're going to wrap this up before it gets a little crazy. Um, <laughs> wait for our exclusive Peacock podcast. Guys, at the end of every single one of these, we have a take-home point. Something that you can take home from watching this. And we've got some pretty good ones today. Um, I'm going to start off, us off. Uh, take-home point number one, polygamy is bad. Cam, what do you got? Yeah, um, please don't join a sex cult or start one. Or yeah, starting one is way worse than joining them. Well, <laughs> neither is good. But starting a lot of times worse, you join it unknowingly. Yeah, yeah, I don't think any of them expected to be in a sex cult. Yeah, any of them. That's fantastic. What are you going to do when you grow up? I'm going to be in a sex cult. <laughs> nope. I think not Barbara what Fisher Zach, what do you have? Tell us that she did not expect to be in a sex cult. What I've I got can guarantee you that she's on my team. What I've got for us this week uh, is uh, if you have a husband, don't murder him and feed him to tigers. It's mm. not a good and thing lather to lather him in sardine oil. Yeah, don't keep the sardine oil in the cabinet where it belongs. Put it on your fries. Your, don't put it anywhere else. What's your take <laughs> on on wives in this? I don't have a husband. I don't have a wife either. You, but like, that's more likely know, down the line. But, uh, Alex, I'm gonna guess. Don't kill him, Alex. Kay. For when it comes yeah. up for you in the near future, depending on when when that all gets to happen. Um, yeah, great conversation. Also, <laughs> also, do not feed your wife to tigers. And I will tell her you said that, and she'll probably be appreciative. Yeah. Guys, Melody Alex, knows that I said don't feed her to tigers. Real quick, before before we head out, Alex, I, I think you have a review that you wanted to read us. Yes. That was actually – we were supposed to do this at the top. Um, this is a very important piece of this. Guys, please give us five stars. Give us a review. It really does help. 
Um, make sure you subscribe, download our episodes. Um, this is the first thing we've recorded since our first release of Black Panther. And I have to say, we've got some faithful followers out there. Honestly, I'm really appreciative. Um, uh, our headline today is um, a review we have on Apple. And the title of the review is Best Podcast Since Road Trippin'. Um, shouts mm. to Road Trippin'. And the review is as follows. This podcast is truly a trip that invokes all types of emotions. Mm. Jimmy V once said that if you laugh, you think, and you cry, then that's a heck of a day. Mm. By that standard, this podcast really can make every day one heck of a day. Guys, this is the Plain Sight Podcast. We're here to make every single day one heck of a day. I hope you have a heck of a day. Thank you very much. Peace out. Wash your hands. Deuces. That was the best ending we could have ever come up with. (laughs) 